The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, January 20th. We're ready to kick it off, and the ISE show's behind us now. We are ready to roll. It's time to play. We got all the toys. We listened to all the seminars. We saw all the great destinations, and now it's time for all of us to get out there and get in the field and have a good time. Did you say January 20th? You're lost as last year's Easter egg. 29th is today, the 20th to the 23rd. That was last Saturday. With the show's over, right? The show's over. Yeah, we don't have to go back. We, you know, I'm so glad the it's show just been was been a big blur for you, hasn't it? I am so glad that the show was here because when I did the first intro, you did it with yeah, me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at the theater, we said we're so glad that you guys are here because you're the gung ho suckers. You're yeah. the ones that we count on every year. They're the ones that want to be there. They're the ones that want to buy. They want to book the trips. They want to see their friends. Yeah. And that's what it was all about. It was a great us. show. It was, you know, it was different, but it was great. Well, hell, we've got see. this little thing called COVID, you know, going on and a pandemic. Apparently, and... everyone who was complaining about less people and less boosts didn't know about COVID, except they had not heard about it. Well, a lot of the people that attended the show didn't know about it either. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry to derail your opening there. Ah, it's no big deal. No, no, really. Go ahead. That's what it's all about. We just had a great time <laughs> at the show. It's over, and now it's time to play. The best part about it's a good thing I got time to Did spare you take it. your boat back to Godfish and Marine this yeah, week? Yeah, that's why I'm talking so much, right? Now I'm boatless and Barry S is turning, man. Well, yeah, I took it in. Mark's got it sold already, but I got a promise on my new one, and it's right around the corner. We'll yeah. be talking about that real soon. I, but have, I got a guy in a blind right now that wants to share a little with oh, us, and you're the man to talk with him. He's just a tournament director, and he's spending every last minute in a blind before he has to go run back. Hey, he's Randy Pringle from Best Bass Tournaments. He is live in the blind at one of the best places to shoot in California this year. Good morning, Randy. Tell us what's going on as you get ready for another great day of shooting duck. You know, I'm out here putting decoys. I'm waiting in the water. Dog's sitting at me anxious. You know, she's raring to go. Birdie's ready to rush. Peter's on the other side of the pond picking and putting the decoys out. There's a lot of hunters out this week because it's the last week of the duck season. And then you've got the hunt, and then you've got the uh, military hunt. So everybody's looking forward to taking out your, your 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 proud kid or somebody that's been in the armed forces. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a great hunt. This you, must be the fun part of duck hunting you're always telling me about, Ken, how you go sloshing through the water. I can hear him lifting his boots oh, out of the you, mud right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And you get to carry a really heavy bag of decoys out with you on your back. So. This is so exciting. I just can't wait to hear what happens yeah. next. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound too exciting well, you here's know, the rest of this. Here's the rest of the line I use, Randy. Why would anybody want to go out and get dressed up like the Pillsbury Doughboy, covered in camouflage, and go sit inside a 55 gallon drum to shoot a bird they won't eat? You haven't done it, Sepp, and they're not bad eating. 
I've had I've had good pen raised one. I know yeah, how good Randy, they can be. I, I know I know Randy can cook a duck, but you got to understand, Randy's just a couple of weeks from his other job as a tournament director, which that just entails in the morning. Boat one, boat two, boat three. So right. his fun. Rest of y'all go. We're gonna go eat breakfast. That's how they so, do it. So. Randy, I guess live in the blind is more exciting it, than fishing. It's way more it? exciting. Oh. Just to help you out, Seth, we had uh, chicken fried duck the other night on Wednesday. Fresh duck, chicken fried duck, and it was really, really good. Uh, I, I enjoy duck. It's like filet mignon if it's done correctly and, and hardly cooked. It's, it's even better. Yeah. Randy, tell us, Randy, tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of hunts you've had this year out there and the birds and the, the quantity that you see flying over you all the time. So we're we're basically we're we're over here in Los Banos area, and we shoot a lot of teal. But being as a what I call a teal club, this is the time of year we're getting big birds. Uh, Peter and I we we're out Wednesday. We had our two sprigs, they're allowed one apiece, and then we got uh, a banded mallard. Nice. Um, so where, where was it banded? So Peter checked into it. It was banded. Where was it, Maxwell? Maxwell. Okay. Okay. So uh, that might have been part of uh, that might have been part of the uh, the Stafford's banding group up there, you know, in that Maxwell area. Hey, but are you uh, now? I know you shoot a lot of teal, but now with the last weekend of the season and a few big birds farther down in the valley, will you kind of maybe pass on some teal early on, or what do you? What, how, how do you approach it? So this Sunday, because we're doing more hunters, we're yeah. planning on passing birds this morning so that we uh, up the opportunity to getting the widgeons and the teal. That's the decoys right. tangled, Sep, is what that is. That's the, Getting all the tangles out, are we? got a backlash in the tangle-free cord is what he did right there. That's what he's getting out. <laughs> well, what, the cool thing that Randy is out there right now prepping, getting all lined out, getting That's frustrated. Awesome. Next thing you're going to hear is shooting decoys going off yeah. in the blind. But Randy's getting everything set for the big hunt, Ed. and your shooting time today is what six thirty ish. Six forty three, I believe. I have to look at my thing, but I think it is six forty three, forty two. Yeah. So you probably need to let him. You're go, right. Seth. It's six forty two. Get it taken care of. But what we're going to do is we're going to come back to Randy right at the end of the show and get an update on how his hunt was the, going out there. You, you, we got to let him get his decoys out and in the blind, and yep. you know. Proper etiquette. Proper etiquette means have a great hunt. Get your business taken care of, my friend. Thanks for checking in with us before the hunt, and I look forward to hearing what's going on. The next thing you're going to hear is Peter throw his phone in the water because he's not getting the decoys. I thought that's what was going on. Yeah, could have been. Randy could have been underwater. Uh, Tell tell Peter we're letting you go, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks for checking in with us, Randy. We will get back to you at the end of the show. Don't forget to check in with us because I know you're going to be knocking them out of the sky. Take care. You got Always brother. in the beak. Always in the beak. <laughs> deep, duck hunters are a weird group, except they get a little crazy when the, it gets the last season, you know, day, week of the season. Well, you didn't get out too much this I, year. You know, you? I saw a couple pictures of you in a blind. This, I've got this, this, this deal going on with this boat company. So kind of occupy a little bit of time. You mean a thing known as a job? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of, they're kind of seeing. And by the way, I wanted to let you know how many Saturdays I won't be here in March. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I wanted to talk to you about that because uh, Marilyn and I are going RVing in that corporate RV. Uh, here well, yeah. Well, me, I'll give you a few weeks. You're not going to be going in. Anyway. Oh man. <laughs> we'll just run the ISE show again. Yeah. That's absolutely a couple of best. We might need some more best of shows the way things are going around here. So, but well, yeah, speaking of best of, Hey, uh, we have a special guest here in the studio today. We don't have a microphone. We, 
microphone in front we'll of him right now. get a microphone to him. But, but uh, we yeah. will shortly hear Captain Mike Gravert with Intimidator Sport Fishing. Back from Tennessee out here checking out his he new like granddaughter. He, he looks like he's, he's from Tennessee. He sure do. Doesn't he? He's, he got, he's got a little bit of stuff growing on him there. Is that Mountain Dew you're drinking there it, now? Yeah, look at him, man. He's got Holy, his... he got a big Tennessee hat on and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really hard for me to say stuff. You know what word wants to come right with I know, that? I know orange. It, 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 you know, the new orange. He's got the new orange Tennessee hat. Yeah, he's 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 equipped for Tennessee. He's got the beard now, a lot of salt and pepper. We don't give him a mic because he's going to say something. We don't want him to. No. Oh, he's wearing Carhartts, baby. He's you got pants. it. He's wearing overalls. Pants. Hey, when you go to the bathroom, do you have to undo everything? Shoes and socks, <laughs> the whole deal, Seth. This is. He, lo- he looks like he's ready to step on board well, his boat have... and take guys out in the Delta fishing, except there's no flip-flops anymore, and there's no shorts. Uh, yeah, I bet you walk all around your place in flip-flops and shorts looking like California advertising in exactly. Tennessee. Exactly. Well, we will have Mike, you know, with a microphone a little bit later in the show. So Maybe. So that's a, uh, Maybe. Nah, we have to. Hey, I'll tell you what. We've, we've all been wondering what's going on with the striper bite. So I just figured, get on a plane, come out here and tell us what's going on. That's the best way to do it. Either that or call, call in. Yeah, Either that call. or call in. Just come on out. Well, Mike's going to be talking about striper activity. What should be going on this time of year? The types of techniques that'll work. And then I got a note from uh, Colonel Stephen Mitchell, the guy that wants to learn how to fish for everything out there. And he wanted me to come up with some rationale why some people bait fish, why some people troll, why some people drift live bait, and why some people don't catch stripers at all. So what opportunities, which circumstances cause people to do that? Well, they troll because they got a boat. They live bait drift because they got a boat. The other guys don't have the boat. They can't get out. So there are techniques that work very well. And Mike will probably scratch the surface on those for you, give you all some tips. And I'm sure Mr. Brown will be kicking yeah, in, too. Know, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, you know, my early my early days of striper fishing as a kid over in the Verona area was was cut bait. You know, anchovies and sardines and a red slido. Absolutely. Uh, we caught the hell butter, out of them. You butterfly know? shad with a hook yeah. buried, you know, the whole bit. Yeah, no, we weren't that. We, the bad part was is, you know, once you baited your hook a few times with sardines, then everything you ate, you, you, you smelled like sardines. No, that was man, I, of that. I grew up doing catfish and anchovies <laughs> at the PG&E yeah. plant in Antioch. Became, I know about stinky fingers. why baby. I became a bass fisherman. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot cooler boats and our hands don't smell. Well, Captain Mike is going to be hooking up with us at 7 o'clock. He's going to be talking to you all about what we should be seeing happening out in the Delta in the next couple of weeks because water temperatures are up to 54 degrees now. A couple more degrees, it's going to bust loose. You can break it. It'll be breaking loose, and you can bet on it. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're hooking up a Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures. Captain Zach Medina hooks up with us next, talking sturgeon, and he's on a big day today. We'll tell you all about it right after this quick break. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics. 
sonar, heated cabin, fully electric galley for hot meals, and restroom facilities. They all make the California Dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available. The availability of fishing licenses, bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable. To find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the California Dawn or to book a trip, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small-town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family-owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats, the offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all out to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, we're back, and we are ready to have some fun here today. And out on the water is a guy that's planning a whole lot of fun today. Joining us right now is Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crashers Fishing. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. Zach, you have got a day full. Why don't you just kind of outline real quick everything your day consists of, especially running around out there with Clay today. Tell them everything that's happening. Because you are <laughs> well, at the, you're at the big Diamond Classic Sturgeon Derby. You're participating in that and everything else is going with it. Tell about it. That's right. I'm multitasking right now. I'm making bait while I'm talking to you, but, uh, just waiting for the guys to come down, uh, get a little bit of gray light and then we'll be out heading out for the, uh, Diamond Classic Catch and Release Sturgeon Derby. I've got Clay Guida, USC Hall of Famer coming down and, uh, we're going to do the Derby. Um, Hopefully we'll place and do well, and then 
After that, we're going to go to a PBR event, watch some bull riding, and do a meet and greet with some of the riders. Well, this has a whole lot to do with what Clay does with the UFC and in his own business on the side. What is it? It's thrills and grills or grills and thrills? <laughs> gills for fish, gills and thrills with Guida. And basically what he does is he uh, he gets a group of fans and they come out and fish with him. And then after they fish, then they'll either go to uh, maybe a rock, you know, some kind of music concert, or they'll go watch uh, a sports event, maybe football, basketball, baseball, in this case, bull riding. And um, he has a lot of opportunities that, you know, a lot of people don't have. And so he wants to share that, you know, like getting – you know, getting in the dugouts with the guys and meeting them and uh, meeting other athletes. And so he shares that with his fans when they come out and fish with him. Hey, buddy, so, are you going to ride a bull? Yeah, you know, you know what, Kent? <laughs> I hadn't already got like four uh, dis- dis- destroyed discs in my back. I've, I'd be tempted, but I'm 53 <laughs> now. So, uh, You'll be the last guy to be riding young guys. Yeah, yep. I get it. He'll jump on right after I do, I'm certain with that. <laughs> Well, Captain, this you've got a so you got a morning of sturgeon fishing, then you got entertaining clients all day on board with Clay or with Ed Guida. You'll have a lot of fun with that. You're going to be catching sturgeon. I remember one year was this the event you caught like 48 of them a few years ago. Well, they used to have this. Uh, it was kind of the best of the best in the Delta come out, and it was who could catch the most, you know. And uh, my deckhand at the time was like, "Well, that's that's something that's geared towards you." So. Yeah, we did that one the first time. We got 44 fish, came back and did it again, got 53, I believe. And In and, one day, uh, folks. One, In one day. Yeah, two guys. Yeah, this one's a, a lot more uh, inclusive. You know, it, it's just a fun thing to do. You go out, and whoever gets a legal fish, you have a number you call. Waymaster comes over, verifies your catch, gives you a ticket, goes in the hat. At the end of the event, all the tickets are in one hat, and they pull seven places for money. So it doesn't matter if you're a guy that fishes as much as a professional guide or you're a guy out there with your family. you got one fish in the hat, man. You can win the whole thing. Well, it's a great opportunity to get out there. Sturgeon fishing uh, probably will start rolling pretty good, as if it isn't uh, rolling decent right now. What are you experiencing out there lately? Uh, you know, there's, it, it's, uh, it's decent fishing for sure. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of good fish to be had. And, uh, this event, you have to have a legal fish. If it's oversized, doesn't count. Undersized doesn't count. And there's good scores coming in. So we feel pretty good about our chances and the weather's just gorgeous. There's a few things to watch out for. It is the Delta and we have had some rain this year. So we do have uh, a lot of big logs and trees, uh, floating around. So that's why I'm waiting for a little bit of light. I'd love to get the jump on everybody but safety first you know well hey another quick thing i know you'll have fun at the uh pbr rodeo tonight at uh downtown it'll be a great event and a way to cap off your day but uh, you had some great results at your seminars at the isc a lot of people coming in getting educated by you or chasing sturgeon out there i'm uh, pretty impressed yeah. with the numbers especially with the times you had so uh sturgeon fishing is very popular right now people and becoming more and more popular and the coolest part about it is there's more and more people are saying, let's just catch and release. Let's only keep what we need and let the rest go. And that's really great. Right. That's one of the things you do and you emphasize all the time, isn't it? Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, that's why I support this derby. It's the only one that is currently being run that I know of that's catch and release. And it's got a great message of conservation, you know, enjoy the fish, enjoy that big epic battle. And put them away to fight another day at the bass guys get it you know but uh for some reason it's taking a little longer with these guys there are plenty of people that are catching the wave and uh they know that we'd rather go out and catch fish than 
you know, just have a fish or two here and there. We want to see these numbers grow. Well, absolutely. And you're going to have a fantastic day. I hope it's fun all the way around for everybody and they get their arms absolutely burning reeling in sturgeon today. (laughs) In the meantime, why don't you give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out and do the same thing with you on board and maybe have Virginia on board and really get some lessons out there on the water. (laughs) Right. She's out there with me today. But, yeah, you know, we're we're approaching, like people always ask, what is the best time of year to sturgeon fish? We could have an epic day anytime, but... You know, once you start hitting, you know, February, definitely March, April, May, um, you're going to get, like I said, you're going to get pre-spawn. You're going to get post-spawn a little bit later. And these are our biggest fish. These are the best numbers that are going to roll up through our system. So if you want to come out and have a really great day on the water and see some uh, uh, excellent fishing as well as weather, you know, come out 925-497-7171. Get a hold of us online. All the social medias, uh, Gatecrasher Fishing, GatecrasherFishing.com. Captain Zach Medinas with Gatecrashers, folks. Don't miss the opportunity to get on board. You guys have a blast out there today with Clay, and I hope you have a wonderful evening, too. We will. Thank you very much. Have a great show, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Zach. We appreciate it. Take care. Well, Mr. Brown, he's he going to have never not busy at the ISC uh, show. They, he had people. They do it right. They had giveaways. They had all kinds of good stuff going on. Give They the prizes that they collected for the giveaways was amazing, but then they had all the clothing and hats and everything else. They were always packed, and they were over there where an area of three or four booths were mm-hmm. kind of eh, shaky. These guys didn't show up, but they had a booth right. set up and all that kind of stuff. They packed them in there. They were always educating people. It shows the interest in sturgeon fishing right now as these guys have figured out ways to catch more of them. More and more people want to share in that fun. Well, it's, he's he's been trying to help me out, actually, with the with some old rock. I've got some old fiberglass um, the, they're my spinnerbait topwater, you know, chatterbait rod. They're, you know what that sound is that fiberglass makes when it gets real old? It is, yeah. And, and except these, literally, these rods are 25 years old uh, to 30. I mean, I've had them a long time. They're seeker blanks. We were custom wrapping. You know, we, there were a few of us that were really kind of doing the original fiberglass rods. And uh, so... I, I used seekers a lot. Yeah, so... They had some great action. So it was pretty cool, actually, because... Um, Zach actually hooked me up with the Seeker guys, and uh, I brought one of the old rods into the show on Sunday and said, "Okay, this is the rod. I need the blank." And uh, it's a it's a it's a Seeker blank that's actually still being produced, and uh, ordered uh, ordered a few of them this week. And you're going to use them for bass fishing, yes. I'm sure? Well, yeah, I'm going to have them custom built. Just you know, I mean, I you know, I have a rod sponsor. Would lose, but these are just very specialty rods that are near and dear to my heart. And I thought that if these ever break, I'll never have them again. You know. Now I will. I'm thinking yeah, about a whole cool. line of rods now. You know how easy it is? Never mind. No, it's really not because then they break and you got to do warranty. Oh, yeah. that, that's the worst part about the whole thing. Yeah, I'll keep my rod sponsor that I have. They lose builds a lot of great rods, just not the You're talking about 25-year-old rods. The amazing thing is <laughs> I moved a couple of things out in the garage the other day and came across some stuff that's 80 years old. You wrapped uh, up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, these are bam, split bamboo spinning rods, fly yeah. rods, and casting rods that were made pre-World War II. Yeah. So I passed them on to a friend of mine the other Did day. Did you see that J.D. posted a client was in his boat the other day that had a, a Fenwick Finglass rod and a damn quick 440 on it? And uh, he was like, oh, man, we're going OG today. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's so cool. I love seeing it. So. Old granddad is right. Well, hey, let's talk about bass for a second. There is so much going on every morning now. Yeah. There's bass guys running to Berryessa. We see them on Midway Road cutting over from 80. 
something must be happening. Tournaments all are going well, on at bite, once. The bite's turning on. There are some tournaments, uh, uh you know, upcoming uh, at Berryessa. Randy's actually going to kick off his northern region of the BBT up there here in a, in a few weeks. Well, and, I heard you uh, mention today you got all these other tournaments so going on. Much one up going at Shasta. On. Yeah, the Wild West Bass Trail Pro Am at Shasta. 180 boats at a Bridge Bay Resort. Lake's still low, so it's a, it's a launching fiasco. However, the guys are getting in pretty well and, um, fishing's pretty good, man. The top 10 is an absolute who's who of, of, uh, of well, really you, good spotted bass. You fishermen. talked about three of them that are I in did, the top I 10 did. already. Phil Garcia is leading the tournament. He had a big one yesterday, though. He had one almost five, which helps, uh, at Shasta. That's like getting a bonus two fish. Um, you know, so that's, that's a pretty good deal. Jeff Michaels, Jeff has won everything at Lake Shasta, probably the best fisherman up there on the lake. Uh, Nick Wood in third. Nick has also won a bunch of tournaments on Shasta. Uh, Mark Gomez, man, he's a Modesto guy. He's always done really well. But then, you know, how about these guys in fifth and sixth? Greg Gutierrez and Cody Meyer, you know, so I mean, <laughs> not the guys you want breathing down your neck. Not the guys you want chasing you down. You know, they're going to cut to 10 tomorrow, but Glenn Lockhart is a, is a, a live oak guy, uh, from it, but he's a, kind of a Lake Oroville guy. Glenn flies under the radar, man. He, Glenn's pretty quiet. He doesn't say much. It, absolute amazing fisherman. And he can, one of those guys that can catch anything. You know how they are, Sep, and he's, uh, he's just a, a really, really great fisherman, and uh, he's up there. And then our old buddy Ish Monroe, uh, you know, and and everybody knows Ish is the big bait. Big you mean rod. he's off of Saltwater? Yeah, he's off the California to... Dawn long enough. He's he's actually going to be fishing in his boat quite a bit in the next few months. He's he and Cody are both going to wrap this tournament up, uh, and if they make the top ten set, they have if they'll be done Sunday. They have to be in Louisiana by Wednesday to start practice. Mm. The only problem for Cody is. He's got to go to Alabama and pick up his new boat first and come back to Louisiana. So these guys are professional truck drivers. Yeah, well, I think they should probably hire one. Well, Good luck finding a truck driver right now. Well, right? you know, the guy in the big yellow truck, he spends, he doesn't spend much time in his truck. He, I know. He's he got flies a, a lot. He's got a guy that moves it around for Yes, him. he does. And, and you know, that's that's a different level. But, uh, but yeah. No, Remember, uh, as you were talking during your show earlier today, you said, imagine that, driving around a 31-year-old truck and run yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. that was Skeet Reese. It was. Yeah, when it really we, was. When we were watching him do his first seminars mm-hmm. at San Mateo on how to tie knots or something and an end cap. We gave him the crappy times, too, that oh, nobody we, wanted. And we gave him a bad time. We're back there making faces. And, and we <laughs> went over his time every chance we could. And we, uh, yeah. And that's know. why he's a zillionaire he, and we're doing a radio show. He got show. a lot of abuse in his younger days. We, You know what? We trained him well. And he's training others very well, too. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, we've got a whole lot of show coming your way. Even though the bass fishermen think they own all the lakes right now, they don't. There's a lot going on with trout and everything Tail else. Tail away. That's all we can tell you. Yeah, and we don't want to be in your way. Actually, hey, you're going to be fishing a little shallower water than we're you know, going to be. Working. Except this is, once again, the time of year when we start really campaigning hard to, you know, the California Fisheries Foundation, Project Kokanee, we still think Clear Lake would be a fantastic <laughs> kokanee destination for you guys. Yeah, they'll all be dead about two minutes after they hit the water. Yeah, and not our, because of water shock, because that's our plan. That's our plan. Them. Can we get some kokanee planted in Clear Lake? So? I don't think they're going to go for that oh, one. Let's take a it. quick break instead. And when we come back, it's time for RVing and destinations. And then Alan Fong joins us for a long segment talking about Delta Striper action, what he anticipates happening. And we'll talk about Barry S's slow turnover right after this. 
It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOAT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street in Elkhorn Boulevard. West of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. It's time for RVing and Destination sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, I've got some things that you need to do, whether you just bought a new RV, a used RV, or you've got one sitting in your yard. You know, certain things can go wrong, and it's very important that you test properly to make sure you're going to have a great trip and a trouble-free trip, too. Make sure you have all the accessories that you need. That's for sure. Hoses, sewer connection, extension cords, and everything they recommend you have at the dealership before you take off too, like some of the chemicals for the toilets, the right toilet paper, the right soaps. That's fine. But when you get home with your new RV, whether it's new or just been sitting there for a while unused, you better set it up. You better get it leveled, chocked in place, and pretend you're in an RV park right now. Make sure that everything works. Check your propane. Make sure everything lights. Make sure there's no leaks. Check your gray and black tank valves to make sure they're all closed. You don't want one of those open going down the road, that's for certain. 
Test all your AC power, all the plugs, every switch. Check every one of them. And remember, you're not just all AC power, you're 12-volt power too. So unplug your unit from the home and work on 12-volt to make sure all your 12-volt lighting and everything works too. And that includes your slide-outs. When you're opening and closing, your awning is another time. But slide-outs can be notorious and big power users, so make sure they work well. Be kind of a drag driving home with a slide-out out, and I've seen guys doing it. Or maybe your awning still extended. Make sure you test the air conditioner. Make sure you test the heater. Make sure you test the thermostat. All of those things that work in conjunction with each other. And make sure you check ceiling fans, TV, everything that runs on power. But talking about power, never plug in at an RV park or anywhere without a surge protector. A lot of valuable equipment inside your RV and you don't need low voltage or high voltage burning it up or screwing it up. Check your tire inflation too and check all the seals around your windows, roof and everything. Make sure you don't have any opportunities for leak. And I'll tell you what, one of the best ways, sleep in it. Stay on your driveway, stay in your yard, stay on your property for a couple of days just to test it all out, cook everything, Use the, all the functions of the RV that you would when you're on the road. And when you get done, you're ready to hit the road. You know it all works well. And now, after a little bit of work, you can go out and have a great time with the family. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not. Brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C14 Plus body for both a lightweight feel and carving rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford Spinning Reel incorporates a Magnum Light Rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Hagany gear, as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear 2 technologies to produce power transfer like never before, while also boasting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano. And joining us in the What's Hot and What's Not segment is the man himself this morning, the Rod Father, Mr. Alan Fong, the manager at our Fisherman's Warehouse right here in Sacramento. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How you doing? Well, you've been having a whole lot of fun lately around here. and uh, you I know been... what's not. <laughs> yeah, I know what's not fun, too. But uh, <laughs> we, as we've talked about several times, you and I have a knack of showing up on the wrong days sometimes. But it's going to happen yeah. that we fall in there on the right days real soon. Let's start off talking about uh, Berryessa because I know so many people are waiting for us to say, it's turned, it's turned, and it still hasn't. It's going slow, isn't it? Yeah, it's very slow. I, I'm really 
stumped on this one. You know, every I went the other day and the bait fish were deeper. I mean, they were laying all over the bottom in 100, 120 feet of water. Then in the afternoon, I went back over the dam and I looked around and I saw balls coming up to around 60 feet. But I tried fishing it. I saw, you know, where I could tell the there was something chasing that bait, but I caught a couple bass on the Gitsit. So they probably weren't salmon. Those, you know, the bass are up there chasing the the threatened shad. Well, the, but I never got bit. Yeah, those shad are moving up off the bottom so they can feed, obviously, to get into the stuff that they're looking for. And then everybody else yeah. will follow it. The whole food chain starts as a result of that. But what's happening, instead of those fish staying up there high and maybe coming up even higher, they're dropping right back down again to the bottom for the rest of the day, yeah, aren't they? they? They go back down. I mean, I can see layers of them. Yeah. I, I've never seen this before. I've been fishing that lake for over 20 years. The only way I've you're going to catch those it. fish is to drag a net through there because I have put on the smallest little lures with hooks on them, and I've snagged them. It's like one- and two-inch-long minnows, just zillions of them laying down there. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's going to happen, but the window's going to be very short. That's right. It'll you know, turn, turn over. Instead of having two months, you might have two weeks. Yeah, this lake will start restratifying. And I took a look at the weather like I always do before I come into the studio. We've got two solid weeks of great weather. Get this. Temperatures next week are up into the 70s, 71, 72, 68 all this week. It's warming up, folks. I need. We definitely need some rain. There's no question about that. But uh, – it's going to be warm enough. The lake. No, you need to drive right past Mariessa and go to Clear <laughs> yeah, Lake. It's what you need to go do to bud. catch coconut. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, I am. I'm trying to get inland fisheries to. I think Clear Lake would be a great coconut fishery, don't you? I think we need to plant coconut in Clear Lake. They'd die of the water. <laughs> yeah, They'd look at that water great. and go, "I ain't going in there alive." It'd be good for a few weeks. Ah, they- yeah, there's a lot of plankton in there, so they probably would survive real good. You know, if they stock those four to six inches. I think perfect. that 78, perfect. 80 degree water <laughs> might be kind of a yeah. negative feature in there. And I think the best place to actually put them in the lake would be the state park lot. Yeah, ramps, right, right where you. Long. So they could swim up Kelsey Creek and spawn. Just so yeah, you know, that, that would be perfect <laughs> in a perfect world. Well, Alan, we know that the king salmon are in the lake. We know that they're going to go on a bite. You were able to pick up a couple of them a few days or last week. Or the week before and these fish are going to run folks anywhere from two and a half up to four and a half maybe five pounds maybe even bigger and when this bite yep. does happen it's going to be good and frankly they'll hit just about anything when it happens this is the turnover process that we've talked about where all the lake water mixes up because of the winds and temperatures everything gets to the same temperature in the lake from the top to the bottom and then we see those bait fish have been hanging down on the bottom move up to the surface and the bite takes off. And that's why this gets it technique that Alan is uh, sharing with everybody is a great technique. And Alan, what I'd like you to do real quick is kind of share the exact layout like you do in your seminars. Let them know exactly what they need for that presentation. Yeah, you know what I did on my YouTube channel? I broke it down into segments. I even showed how to cure the bait, how to tie the gets it on correctly. No, don't use no swivels. I even showed how to dead stick it. There's, uh, I think, three or four series of this um, landlocked salmon um, on my 
YouTube channel, Alan Fong Outdoors, and uh, I explained everything to the nitty gritty. And he so go he, on there and check it out. He lays it all out, folks. And one of the most important things is the size of your gets it, and the importance that probably so many people overlook, Alan. The weight of the head that you're putting in there is very important, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, you know, you want to go light. When I tell people I'm using a quarter ounce down to 50 feet, they go, huh? You know, but you're dead sticking. You're fishing vertical. And I even told how to position your boat and how to, how do you know it's vertical? Just watch your line and make sure it's straight up and down. So if the wind's blowing you, you just put the boat in the wind and go forward with your electric motor. Keep the line straight. Exactly. No problem. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful technique. I would highly recommend you guys get over to that website and take a look at it so that you know exactly what you need, and there's nothing more important than that cured little piece of anchovy. You know, the last part. two trips I went to Berryessa, you know, when you start I'm grafting around and I don't see anything, I always start going after those black bass. And two weeks ago, Warren and I, in – 15 minutes had over 18 pound limit, all spooning, and then turned around, went back next week, and had 15 pounds in about five minutes. I know where the bass are, I just can't catch the salmon. Yeah, and the salmon are definitely worth the trip. There's no doubt about it up there. How deep are the, yeah, bass? Are. How deep are the bass, Alan? Oh, Kent's showing interest 25. in Berryessa. Mm. 25. I'm feet. still not going, Sap. I just asked the question. <laughs> But you know what? They're spitting out shad, but they're, you know, they're not like normally, like last year, the shad were up to two to three inches. Mm-hmm. This year, they're only like an inch and a half. So I don't know what's going on in that lake, but. Like, you know, they, there's got to be going. a couple different size categories of shad. I'm they sure. let so much water oh, out of it. Good. Yeah. They just pump so much water out of there, letting, you know, for the agriculture and everything going on down the system. But we also keep in yeah. mind that there are steelhead, there are king salmon that come up Puda Creek, and uh, it's recovering well, in addition to the great population in Puda Creek all the way up to the dam of uh, rainbows and big browns in the three, four, five-pound range are certainly available. And there's bigger fish in there, but you have to remember it's artificials only through those stretches in there, whether yeah, it's flies you know or a single barbless lure. When you're grafting those bait balls and you see a Come most of the bait balls are going to be real light colored, and all of a sudden you see one that's got red, red and a yellow, yellow hue in it. <laughs> yes. Those are bigger ones. That's that's the ones <laughs> yeah. you they're want. More dense. They're returning a better. They're returning a single and they're better, more, right. so they're denser. And they're more dense they're for bigger. a reason. What causes them to get dense? <laughs> Big feeding fish hanging around the school is what makes it dense. So those are the schools you want to target right around them because that's where those big fish are. Well, Alan, we also wanted to talk, we also wanted to talk about the Delta. And I know you had another one of those. Damn, I went on the wrong day trips this week, but it. Well, I went down there just to look because I've been keeping in touch with all my friends and they all had the same results. But, you know, I had to go down there and check, make sure they weren't lying to me, you know. Well, I go out there and the visibility is good. I could see about 12 inches. It's just a little stained, but the water temperature was. 48, 49, but I've caught them many years on top water in that kind of temperature. This last Tuesday I was out there, I was throwing those big 10-inch baits, you know, and I'm getting too old for that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of too old, 
Speaking of too old, I got a, a old captain standing here who has a question for you. I'm sure too. You I'll, might recognize I just, him. I was just gonna say, Alan, you mean that uh, that that road bed ain't warming up that water back in there for you yet for that top water? Hey, are you lost? <laughs> captain Mike Gravert's in the studio. Hey, this you know morning. what? I keep I know I'm keep waiting for him by because I saw a little video where he he actually hired a guide out there and the guy was. Banging on the bottom of the boat with a stick. I was gonna share. I was gonna share that with the listeners. Uh, I got video on my phone. I was gonna show these guys later. And yeah, don't don't be telling no Tennessee secrets on us out here now. I tried it out here. She. That's maybe that's why I'm not catching anything. Exactly why I I quit beating <laughs> on the bottom of my boat if I were you too. I, oh, it, I'm not sure that technique is great out here in the western side of the United States. I don't have a lot of rules for non-boaters when they get on my boat, but I do have one. Don't don't slam lids. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking that technique would work uh, really good in the port, Alan. It might. I think I'm, we're going to have to find. We're going to have to find out about this technique when we're talking with Gravert at seven o'clock. You start banging around. You, you start I'm, banging on the boat with a stick, I, and Teach is going to put you out hey, on the I'm dock. Telling you. That's exactly what will happen. Well, Alan, we will hit that properly at Berryessa, and the stripers will get going out there. You think it's about a couple of more weeks before they really get going with the water temp? The way the weather starts warming up, I think it's going to just go crazy. Yeah, 72 degrees the end of next week. You know it's going to start popping. Yeah, I'll be chasing stripers, and I'll wait next year for them, King. Highway 20 eastbound. (laughs) I don't know about Highway 20 eastbound. No, westbound. <laughs> Highway 20. Indian Valley Reservoir. I-5 Highway 20. Hey, Absolutely. Just to remember, on the way is Indian Valley Reservoir, now known as Indian Valley Creek. 14 miles of bad well, road. Oh, the worst friend road. Of mine moved, a friend of mine moved up to that lake, and he keeps calling me and says, I better get up there because the crappie are two to three pounds. At Indian Valley? No, oh, at Clear Lake. At Clear Lake? Oh, yeah. yeah. Clear Lake's got them, and yeah. Barry go. S's got them, and the Delta's got them. Everybody does. Well, Alan, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you sharing with us on the show with all, right. all our listeners, but I know you're sharing all that information with everybody that walks into that store looking for you. Stop by Fisherman's Warehouse, folks. Pick a little of his brain for yourself and get on out there and have a great time. And remember, Fisherman's Warehouse stores in Vacaville, Vacaville, Fairfield, Sacramento, <laughs> And Manteca, great places to stop to make sure you can get exactly what you need for your next fishing trip. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with the listeners. We always appreciate your input, my friend. All right. See you, Mike. See you. He'll see him. Count on it. (laughs) Where are we going next? I think it's time to take a quick break right now. When we come back, Mike Ogney joins us with USAFishing.com. He's going to get us up to speed on steelhead and coastal rivers and crab, I'll bet, too, right after this. If you're looking for the newest from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. From Shimano's freshwater rods and reels to offshore tackle to conquer even the hardest fighting game fish, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores and Shimano have it all. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot Parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. 
Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to Excellence Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. Brad's is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of Clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. Got any crab? <laughs> I do have crab. If you want crab, come on down. It's, it's you know, the ocean is just, you know, there's no weather been going on at all for the past couple of weeks. And the, I, did, I just looked at the at the buoy report outside of San Francisco here uh, this morning. It's uh, it's two knots. That, it's blowing two knots, and there's a three-foot swell with a, a 12-second period. Uh, it doesn't get calmer than that in that's January. Bath, that's bathtub, partner. No, no, it's just beautiful. It's just uh, I wish I was out there chasing rockfish and lingcod right now because I know that they'd be chomping if the season was open. But there's a ton of crab out there. We, we were kind of blessed this year that there was a lot of crab that were just under the commercial size. And those crabs are going to be providing limits for us when the rock cod season reopens and salmon reopens, we'll be doing combo trips on the Real Magic. And those crabs are going to be blessing our, our customers with easy limits. No, they're not going to be great big jumbos. So there'll be a, a few big ones mixed in. Uh, but most of the commercial guys have stacked their their, their gear out. They've gone home. And uh, we're going to see a real good spring season. And if you're 
if you're sitting there in Sacramento wondering, man, what should I have for the Niner game tomorrow with all my buddies coming over? Run down to Bodega Bay, throw a few hoops in in, in the water. Outer Bay has been producing really well, kind of off of uh, Tamales Bay or even inside of Tamales Bay. Go load up on some crabs and have a little crab feed for your buddies and watch the Niners lose tomorrow. <laughs> I don't, I'd love to watch them lose, but, you know, when they started taking a knee, I checked out on football 100%. I miss it desperately, but as long as they're walking around on their knees on the sidelines, I'm not interested. Well, I know that they're giving L.A. the uh, the, the advantage, but uh, I, I think they're going to come on through possibly and actually win. We'll see. No, we won't. I won't. You guys can tell me who won, though, but that's for sure. Well, Mike, what's going on with Steelhead in those coastal waters? You know, a lot of guys, are, this is the time of year. They want to go up there and freeze those guides the in their mugs. And, and, and I've been watching close. I've been up at, you know, I keep hitting the uh, the uh, duck club a couple of days out of, the, out of the week and scratching a, a few ducks. The duck hunt has not been great for for, for me, at least, with the, uh, with the uh, beautiful weather. But uh, it's been really tough. Uh, no rain equates to very low, clear water. And all the guides, I was talking with uh, Dave Jacobs, who's a longtime guide on, on the upper sack. He's moved over to the to the main stem eel, and he says that it's just getting crowded because all the guys are coming off of the southern Oregon streams, northern California streams. They're all hitting that bigger water, and that bigger water is the main stem eel. And uh, he he says it's, uh, it's a one- to three-fish day affair. There's a lot of the fly guys who are coming down off of the uh, Trinity River. And then it's been tough, and we need rain. But if you're looking for steelhead, Lower South Fork, Main Stem Meal has been a great place to uh, to uh, be. But uh, keep in mind, you're going to be competing with a lot of a lot of boats working on those uh, on those same waters. What we need, Sep, is rain, and there's none in sight for at least another week. So none in really sight for at least two weeks right now, unfortunately. Oh, I heard that and i was hoping that it wasn't true i was just kind of looking out I, I checked this morning and we got two weeks of really nice weather unfortunately <laughs> you know i i sit there and that's exactly what i want if i had my boat right now i'd say yeah well that's cool that's exactly what the kind of weather i want clear yeah we were talking about that the other day yes we uh, were bad bad timing know, on my part on this one there's no question about that can uh, we just kind of go over to gone fishing and grab one of those demo models and you take know, it out for a little spin I'm, I'm certain we could but it might not have all the goodies on it that i want but uh mr blanton and the crew at gone fishing marine are putting together a brand new big boat for me a uh, big lund 20 foot 9 inch i believe it is or 21 9 i'm not certain it's the new fisherman from Lund. It's uh, one of those that they moved the windshield uh, forward, so it's not got that big deck up there for bass fishermen anymore. And they're showing that they're thinking about us guys that do a lot of trolling in those boats. I'm looking forward to it. It's a monster boat. And i got to tell you, the one I had before, the 1775 Lund, was a Corvette on the water. And I loved it. I really Yeah, feel- that was like a little Mazda Miata, wasn't it? It, it definitely was. That thing buzzed. was cruised. <laughs> 45, 47 miles an hour with two guys in it. It is a screaming little devil. Absolutely a great fishing boat. But uh, this other one's a little bit bigger. It's going to make it a little bit easier for us, I'm certain. Well, Mike, the uh, steelhead fishing, uh, not only on the eel is good, but the Smith and Chetco got to be starting to come into play too. No, the the, the, the the Smith is low and clear, and 
there's a lot of fish in the uh, the system, but when it gets that low and and, and clear, those fish are just completely you know spooked. It's uh, they trying to approach any of those fish is is pretty much impossible. Um, you know when the water is literally vodka clear, and there's you know ten feet of of, of visibility, and they're just really tough to uh, to uh, get to. And the Checo is actually. Uh, would be a, a great bet, but there has been a lot of pressure over, over there. There's a lot of people, and that just you know puts the uh, the fish off. I would I would fish early or fish late, and just try to find some waters that aren't getting beat, uh, beaten up by a bunch of other anglers. Well, yeah, we do need the best opportunity. We do need water. There's no doubt about it, and that water will bring a little color to the water also as the rain hits it, and warm water warms up. Or excuse me. Cloudy water warms up faster than clear water. We were just talking about it here in the studio. Getting those temperatures ideal, and the fish get a little less spooky as the light doesn't penetrate through the as much. And they're really sensitive. They haven't got eyelids, so they're hanging out in the shade on the leeward side, all those things, just to keep that sun from beating them up, especially in the clear water. (laughs) Tweak your steelhead, huh? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hiding behind rocks. Exactly. Well, Mike, I know that uh, you had a, uh, shall we just say, crappy duck season might be a good way of putting it. But uh, I think most of these birds are got to be uh, packing up and going north saying, hey, California ain't the place to be this year. Man, it's been kind of cold up north. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of birds down in the grasslands. There's a lot of birds down in the Delta. Um, there's a, the, the Sonoma-Napa Marsh is just absolutely choked. I just drove across there a couple of days ago and it's just absolutely choked with birds. And, uh, I've seen some flights. Uh, if Kent's in the, uh, the, 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 the studio, he might, uh, chime in here, but I, I've been seeing, and I saw some flights of, of teal here coming across highway 37 the other day of, uh, between a hundred and 300 birds. It's only three different flocks. And yeah. it's just like, it's like, it, it was like, you know, Holy crap. It's like, it, are those shorebirds? And you get up, it's like a flight of ducks, and it's like it's it, it, it's really fun it's to. It's been it. weird it's, hearing the guys talk about some of the the, the flock sizes with teal. Seeing you know, I, I've talked to guys that are seeing a lot of you know twenty five to fifty bird flocks. So, is, that, yeah, and, is that speaking well seeing, of the population and the yeah, survivability? Yeah, I think, and I mean, there, there's well, just we, a lot of them. We, we used to see that all the time, Seth, and we haven't seen that in the past like ten years. Yeah, used to. I, I mean, seeing, used to, you I get eight or ten. It was a big flock there for a while. Yeah, and I was seeing flocks of literally between fifty and two hundred birds. I saw like three different groups like that, and yeah. I really I thought they were shorebirds when I was first driving across. Like, what's that? Well, they're they're not moving right for shorebirds. Like, oh, oh. wow, that is ducks. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole that's a whole flock of teal, and it's just like. And there's 200 birds in it. It was like, I haven't seen that in a long time. It kind of gives me a little bit of encouragement. And I tell you what, I would love to be in the blind and see that again. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think we're, uh, I don't know, man, we just got this strange weather towards the end of duck season. For I'll sure. tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to watch the video while I'm eating breakfast. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. You get the idea I'm not a duck hunter? Hey, Are we boring yeah, We'll be out there in the blind and be like, 
hey, should we go back in and wake up Sepp? It's about 9 o'clock, and, and, and we'll feed no, him breakfast. No, I'll be awake. I'll Dude, be waiting. he did the first half of the show on kokanee and carp in a tuxedo, and now he's talking about, you know, ducks. Yeah, five-hour energy drink will get me detracted. I guess from... we have to let Mike go now. It's time. It is time. <laughs> Mr. Rogney, thank you so much for sharing with our listeners, and uh, I think the Eel River what? might be a little bit busy, but we do need rain. Get that rain dance going. Yeah, we're going to be on it. And, uh, hey, there's a lot of, a lot of herring spawning down in, uh, the main bay, Richardson Bay, Sausalito waterfront and stuff like that. So if you want to come down and load up on some crab bait or some great bait for lingcod later in the season, that'd be the place to be. Are they still letting them use herring row for catching salmon too? As long as they collect it themselves? Like for catching for stur- sturgeon. Sturgeon, yes. Oh yeah, you can still use herring row for, uh, for a for that's, a sturgeon that's like candy i mean it's it's why the sturgeon move into the bay <laughs> well, that's there. why you know that's why that's why i'll bring crab to maryland and we'll give you some sturgeon road and nibble on your cracker i'm ready to go mike Ogney with usafishing.com and our reporter on everything salt thanks bud we appreciate it thanks guys all right you guys know how it works there's a whole nother show right around the corner here we're going to kick it off with a special guest, Captain Mike Graver from Intimidator Sport Fishing, back from Tennessee. He's going to be hooking up with us in the first break. And we've got Senior Tuna joining us with his COVID lockdown. He's still sick, but he's feeling better. Stick around. We'll be right back after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next... Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Waterfowl season is winding down, but that doesn't mean you have to quit hunting. Quail Point is open through March for pheasants, quail, or chucker hunts. If you don't have a bird card, we always offer day shoots as long as birds are available. Call or text to make reservations at 530-735-6217 or check out quailpoint.com. If you're looking for the latest from Shimano, Fisherman's Warehouse stores are your Shimano headquarters for Northern California. With locations in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield, Fisherman's Warehouse and their knowledgeable employees will help you make the right selections for all of your angling needs. The new Shimano Stratic C300, C400, and 500 models will increase your hookup rate and are equipped with Shimano's cross-carbon drag system. From Shimano's freshwater spinning and casting rods and reels to deep-sea saltwater angling, 
Lang Fisherman's Warehouse and Shimano have it all. Be sure to check out our online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing. And the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor. The entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service. Offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater water salmon steelhead and stripers too check out eurekafishing.net or call tony sepulveda now at 707-845-9588 and now more california sportsmen with seth hendrickson Hey, we're here and alive, and we've got a second hour for you right now that you're going to enjoy. We're going to kick it off with a special guest, Captain Mike Graver, back from Tennessee for a couple of days out here visiting his new granddaughter. He's going to share with you his forecast for Delta Stripers, his many years of knowledge of fishing out there, and what you might expect this year. Kent's got the lucky winner of Gun Owners of California drawing, Senior Tuna. He's still got COVID, but he's doing better. He's going to survive. Didn't make the ISE show, but he's got stuff to share with you this week for sure. Travis Morgan's back from the SHOT Show. A very disappointing SHOT Show, as a matter of fact. Lots of majors didn't even bother showing up or notifying people that they weren't going to show. So it's just happening all over with this pandemic going on. He'll tell you all about the SHOT Show and what he saw that might be exciting or might not. John Kirk from the International Sportsman's Expo joins us. He's got a big thank you for all of you that came out to the big event. And Dave Hurley from Western Outdoor News gives us the editor's opportunities as we wrap up the show later on. But let's not waste any time right now. Let's get to Mr. Mike Graver, Captain Mike Graver, live from... Well, you're right here in the studio with us. Nice of you to come back and visit just to check out the granddaughter. It's nice to have you in studio. Good morning, fellas. My uh, man, Seth, you're sitting here doing those commercials, and my hands started sweating. I'm feeling like I'm going to throw up again. That's exactly what's back with you guys. It happens every time before <laughs> he does, does a man. seminar too. He gets all all upset and all rattled. His hands are sweating. He Me starts too. getting nauseous. I could barely get on the tank last yeah, week. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, <laughs> I have a hard time coming in here and talking on the microphone. Uh-huh, it's just absolutely. it's really difficult for me to do that. Captain Mike, you're over in Tennessee now on Chickamauga. Is that the name of the you got lake? It. First time I ever got it right. Yeah, I got the state right it. and right. the lake. Right. Yeah, Lake Chickamauga. Yeah. Tell yeah. us, tell us about it. What's Chickamauga got in it, and what in the hell do you well, fish for there? Well, Chickamauga is uh, known as Bass Town USA out there in Tennessee. Yeah, it's and, a great uh, bass lake, and uh, so a lot, lot of bass boats. I mean, um, I tell folks, you know, fishing out here, we have a lot of fishermen, but in Tennessee. That's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, every yard's got a boat, at least one boat, you know, if not two. Um, it's they got just motors a, it, on them? It's, oh, yeah. Not all. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it, it's definitely, it, it's a way of life out there. You yeah. know, the hunting and the fishing, that's just what they do. You know, from from the minute they can get out of that crib, they're fishing. Uh, you know, the older folks are fishing on the patio boats, or they call them float boats back there. But uh, it's just, uh, it's an outdoorsman's paradise out there. So, uh I haven't I haven't really done a lot of fishing out there yet, um, but the few the little bit that I have done I've done pretty good. So and you can start to hear my southern accent come out because it just you know it wears on you out there. Or yeah, gets on you. Or, sure do. Just it, it gets on you out just there. Just you know comes I mean? on natural, kind of kind of natural but, uh, thing. But yeah, so it's great to be back I, again. You said I came out here to see my granddaughter, and then. 
you know, opportunity to come hang out with you guys, man. You know, that's that's been the toughest part is just being away from family and friends and, uh, you know, not being Captain Mike. I mean, nobody had called me Captain Mike for almost a year now. So yeah, he pulls in a lot. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Hey, welcome, Captain right. Mike. It's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have you here and sharing timely, timely information on Delta Stripers now. You had many, many years of going out there wondering when the bite was going to kick in. You'd right. tell me, oh, not yet, Seb. It really hasn't right. kicked in. What is going on out there right now with these cold temperatures we've got going and what should be happening here in the very near future right. for our well, guys? Right. Well, just sitting on the back porch at my at my mama's house and them up in Sacramento there, uh, you know, I'm starting to see a little bit of buds get on the trees. Uh, the weather's a lot nicer in the afternoon, but then cold in the mornings. And then you were like, you can talk about what what you think's going to go on, you know. And, and I really had no idea until uh, I think it was Alan mentioned, you know, that 48 degrees. And yeah. Kent looked at me and I looked at him. We just shook our head like, no, not yet. Not going to happen yet. And, and then and then y'all hadn't had a bunch of water in about a, right. about a month. So y'all. The wa- so the, yeah, all y'all. And so the water's not clear. Yeah. I mean, the water is Water's clear, clear and not warm. That keeps, that keeps it colder. Um, so, you know, it's not time yet. Uh, how much longer is it going to be based well, on if, based if, on knowing temperature is going to be in the low 70s next three week. weeks right right three weeks three weeks three weeks president's um, day holiday right three weeks i mean when you really start seeing the, the the buds on the trees and the flowers and all that and then um you know i i think if y'all don't get any more rain it's going to be what i left last year you know i mean last spring and, and i told folks you know why are you leaving you know one i was born and raised here so i wanted to get out two yeah, I could take people out, and I'm I'm going to get everybody in the boat their limits, and we're going to catch a lot of fish. But when I started the business, you know, a 300 fish day was not un- 300 fish was not 300 fish was not uncommon, yeah. right? I mean, so I mean, for the 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 angler that wasn't a professional angler, they thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Sure, but for myself and the and the amount of money that we charge folks to take out in the boat, it just wasn't really, you know, and it, and for me it was tough. I mean, yeah. it was gray hair and sweating hands every day. Yeah, and, and to find those fish out there, and so I, it, it really started. Well, you wound up running farther and expanding right. away from, you know, I mean, right down the course. I yeah. mean, started my business up on the moke and made a good, you know, right. Well, and then the delta there. changed so much as a result right. of the right and, and deforestation right. of the and, delta. And we don't need yeah. to get on all that, but no, it, you know, it's I mean, made it, a lot of changes. It, it's definitely got tightened up, you know, but it, it's still a great fishery and. You know, and I miss it, and I miss the folks, miss miss all the, you know, people on board. And Well, Mike, several techniques are used out there. You were famous for your live bait drifting right. through the Delta. You'd time everything just absolutely perfect. You'd know where to be to get good moving water and where the fish are hanging right. out waiting for stuff to come through. But there are other techniques also sure. out there. And I had that question from Colonel Stephen Mitchell that sent me a thing. Why do some guys use different techniques out there? You obviously use the one that you knew produced best for you. Yeah, so, um, you know, and I've been talking about this forever in seminars. The cool thing about the striped bass is that you can use a, a variety of techniques. So, you know, the fly fishermen that <clears throat> the fly fishermen that never set foot in the delta, they can go out there and catch a striper on a fly rod. And they do. You know, the kokanee guys, the trout guys that were trolling, you know, and then maybe said, "Hey, you know, I want to try some of that down there. They're they're going to be your trollers." You know, the bass fishermen like Kent Brown that all they did was chase that green fish. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw then, swim baits to top water right, at them, like 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 a Russ Graves. You know, mm-hmm. Russ Graves. Yeah. That's by the way, can't wait to move out, Russ. My buddy <laughs> Russ Graves is moving out to Tennessee. Big bass fisherman, fish a lot of tournaments. You know, then the next thing you know, he catches the the striper know, the, bug. Stri- the striper bug. Yeah. And now he casts for him. 
So to me, it was all about what you like to do. Um, for I think the the live bait, you can't beat it. You know, for Ken, it's a little slow for him. You know, he had to sit on his hands a lot when he fished with me. But I tell you what, when that live bait bite was on, it yeah. was on. Oh yeah, yeah. it was fast. You know, bang, and, bang, and bang. so you know, but but I heard I heard mud suckers are two seventy five a piece now. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, your live bait fishing fishermen are probably going to, you know, a little pricey it's a little days. pricey to do yeah. that, you yeah. know, but I mean, you know, and I'm glad I got you guys out a couple of times with us after all those years of not going with me and we got it oh, done. Yeah, we, we sure did. Oh yeah. yeah no, so, it was, well, you know, um, there's, there's other techniques too. It's the, why are, why do guys fish bait? Well, right. most of the time they don't have a boat, but some right. guys go out, anchor up and right. lay down what I used to call the, the, Right. Butterfly and shad. Can, yeah, out and you there. can, you know, I mean, sit on anchor and, um, it's, it's a lot more affordable. You're not running around burning gas. The bait's a lot cheaper on your sardines. You don't catch as many and fish. You might not catch as many fish, but you'll have fun out there fishing. Well, so, I think moving up the river, you know, more into the metro right, area the metro and, area. you know, the, all the way to Verona, Knights Landing, all that area, they can still do the, the cut bait, you know, sure. throw the anchor out, sure. do the cut bait, right. sardine, anchovy. Right. Uh, that's and still a, very effective. And, that, and that's where, and that's where, when I was a kid, I lived in South Sacramento, and that's, that's, the, closest, that's the closest place I could get to on my bicycle. That's what, and we, that's did. what we would do. Is, As kids, we'd go to Martinez right. or to Dorilio's yeah. over right. in Crockett. We'd stand out there on the pier. We'd take chunks of anchovy right. or sardine. Rip it out of the fish's mouth as soon as it would touch it as kids. Then we realized, let them take it, right. let them run with it. And I got good at that with stripers there. But boy, then I got into trout and went sideways right. on it. So everything. I just, again, I just think it's what type of fishing you like to do. You can do it, you know, that, that your preferred method for the striped bass. And stripers, you, you cover more country when you're trolling. You cover right. more country when you're live bait drifting. Right. You have more opportunities to run into fish. Otherwise, right. in the other right. techniques, you're waiting for right. them to show up. Right. Whether you be jigging techniques, which is another very popular method out there in the right. Delta, right. or chalking out a chunk right. of bait. Right. I mean, but, I mean, definitely, you know, as a fishing guide, you're just hoping to run into them, you know. And you tell yeah. people that, you know, and they're probably looking at you like you're hoping to run into them. Like, well, yeah, look at all this water that's out here. I mean, they're not everywhere. They're not everywhere. They're just somewhere. Well, and normally right this time. time of year, and it's the early parts of, of striper season would come in, you were you were trying to find clear water. You know, they were a lot of the times, right. you know, you were trying right. to find that that center of the delta clear water. You know, because right, because you knew where they weren't. Right. They weren't in all that dirty water. They weren't in all that dirty water. Right. So you were you were looking. So right now, that's really not a situation. Right. You know, and and I mean, there's probably stripers in the in the port around Stockton. Sure. I'm sure, sure. there's fish. You know, through that region, there. and you know, I mean, Hilton. You know, that area, right. and, and and you know, down through. Little Venice and, and all that area up to San Joaquin, out into the track, fishing <laughs> see, the drain now, out. Now see, now you're talking, now you're talking like a fishing guy, you right. know? So I mean. Yeah, they're here. You know, where, they're yeah. here somewhere. Yeah. But where, you know? And then, and then you throw Mother Nature in with the wind. Mm -hmm. I mean, your wind and your tides. So now I got a fish either out of the wind or where my tide is. There's a reason so, the I trees mean, and Delta grow at an I, angle. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 you know, I miss it, but on the other hand, you know, I'm not sweat. My hands aren't sweating every morning before I get folks on board, and they and it really did because I was really passionate about making sure that well, you everybody cared. had a fantastic day. You cared. You That's know? the and bottom so, line. That's why your clients were such happy people. So you went now, out there and worked your butt off for right. them, and it's really our pleasure to have you back in the studio. Awesome. Caught you out here. Tell us about the granddaughter. Uh so my granddaughter. She was born on December twenty seventh, uh, Hazel May. It's my my only daughter's first uh, first child and my first grandchild. So. uh 
So you're spending days out here holding the baby, I hear. Right, yeah. I did like seven or eight hours the other day and like four or five yesterday, and I'm hoping to slip in a little bit more. They're new parents, so it's kind of hard on them, and they really don't want Papa there, but, you know, I just I need to be there for He's him. He's just so. moving in. He, I heard he picked up the baby, held it in his arm for a minute, and he goes, eh, it's only four pounds, six ounces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> held it by the lower but, jaw. But yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm out here doing. And um, Are you going to fish while you're here? Uh, you know, I, I may, I, I'm going to go by, see uh Rick Teets at Blade Runner today. And he was saying, well, maybe we can get out to the port. So we might try to get out to are, the port. I'm not sure. Are you, uh, are you shoplifting in Rick's uh, little shed? Is that what you're doing? You know, I was, he's always <laughs> been so good to me. I mean, he's always taken care of me. It's always, I mean, I used to write that guy's checks, right. Yeah. You know, for the, for the tackle. And they're all stuck up in his, up in the, up in the ceiling there, just stapled to the wall because he would never take no money. And now yeah. that. Now that I'm going to start doing some bass fishing, I'm like, yeah, I might have to. Yeah, I might He's have to fill up. Very a generous, bit, you know? but he builds a great product line, right. Blade, Blade Runner Tackle, Blade Runner and tackle. he builds a great product line of stuff, and it, and it's local, and and it's right. it's built to fish around here, and he right. does a great job with it. Right. Well, folks, there you have it from one of the best we had out here in the West. He's yeah, moved yeah. to Tennessee now. Captain Mike Gravert, formerly with Intimidator Sport Fishing, back there. He's going to start bass fishing and striper fishing back there. We missed having him at the show, though. We missed I having did. you, you there. You know, and, and I was gonna, and I was gonna come. Yeah. Uh, one, you know, because of the whole pan pandemic thing, and um, two, I just I didn't think I could walk through the aisles and not be Captain Mike. So right, that's probably the main reason why I didn't come back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you're you're here now. You're here now. It's great to be back. We appreciate you stopping in with us and uh, having a good time with us here. You can come back next weekend too. I think I'm going to man because I tell you what, when we're off the mics. Man, we're just, we're having a great, I'm having a great time. Yeah, the breaks around here, we just keep on talking. Well, Mike, thank you for hooking up with us and sharing your uh, knowledge with our listeners out there. I hope it helps for all of you. We're going to take a quick break right now. We come back. Kent will be announcing the lucky winner of the drawing at Gun Owners of California yesterday. You might be the lucky winner. I hope not. I hope it's me. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot Top Gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the Top Gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? There's a feeling you get when you're fishing. A rush of anticipation and adrenaline. It's all about your presentation. And that tug at the end of the line. Tournament and recreational anglers need strong, sharp, and reliable hooks because every bite counts. You'll land more and bigger fish. Fish like a pro with Owner Hooks. Owner Hooks, available at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Fairfield, Sacramento, and Manteca, or their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Check out the full line at OwnerHooks.com. Owner, simply the best hook on the market. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? 
colors. You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. And now, more California sportsmen with Sepp Hendrickson. You know, Sepp, it is time for the uh, Gunners of California 52 Guns 52 Weeks Raffle. City of San Jose is moving to require gun owners to have insurance and pay a tax if they want to exercise their right to keep and bear arms within the city limits. You think that's going to last? Well, I would have to think that Gun Owners of California is getting a dream team uh, legal response to the unconstitutional infringement. Yeah, I was going to say, let's see, they were going to force me to buy insurance because I own a gun. Yeah. I think that's unconstitutional. I think they're probably going to get beat up on that one. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, but you, know, you want to make sure that you are supporting gun owners of California uh, as they fight these uh, legal efforts and, uh, and help fund those by being a member. 52 Guns and 52 Weeks raffle tickets are still available. Only a few of them left. Uh, so give them a call, 916-984-1400 to get yours. Winner number five of the 2022 Gun Owners of California, 52 Guns, 52 Weeks raffle ticket, 356 Dave Rogers, Clovis, California. Dave, you got a beautiful sour Atamica camo bolt action rifle in 6.5 Creedmoor, a really hard caliber to find. So uh, that's a, that's a good gun. So uh, you get to uh, be sit down to Sportsman's Warehouse to do all the proper paperwork. Make your, make sure you are supporting gun owners of California in their 47th year of fighting for your gun rights as America's oldest pro gun political action committee. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week, the man himself, the COVID lockdown man, Senior Tuna, the director of Penn Fishing University's our own Steve Carson. Good morning, Tuna. Good morning, Sep. There's yeah. a convoy of Canadian truckers circling my house right now <laughs> saying, Free Carson, let him out. Well, you're still trapped. Huh? You got a little lockdown going on around there? Uh, you know, lucky for me, um, you know, uh, I can order on Amazon. I can order on Instacart. Um, and uh, I gained five pounds. Yeah, well, that's what COVID does to people. You just sit there I, and eat because there's nothing else to do when you're locked in your house. Amazing. But you know what? The world of fishing goes on without me. Yes, it so I did. Need to get back out to it. Um, couple of quick things. Um, you know, typical winter fishing out of San Diego, the long, long range boats are, are, are doing very well on a very nice grade of tuna. You know, 80 to 180 pounders, a few over 200. No 300 pounders that we've seen so far this year. Um, oh darn. You know, <laughs> Uh, it's still really good fishing on the longer trips. Local fishing, you know, kind of in the winter doldrums. Obviously, rockfish and lingcod closed. But some interesting news that, that just popped up. 
there's a tremendous, and this, this really will apply to the whole state of California, not just SoCal. There's a tremendous uh, spawning aggregation of squid all up and down the coast. Uh, market squid, not the big giant ones that eat you, the smaller ones that are good to eat and uh, are good for bait. And they are spawning like crazy. And the commercial fishermen that ordinarily would be just wailing on the squid um, have mostly been leaving them alone. And it's it, it's one of those, how could this happen? Only in 2022. Most of the commercial squid uh, a catch goes into refrigerated containers and goes to China. Well, guess what? There's a massive shortage of refrigerated containers to go to China. So the squid are out there spawning like crazy, and that is going to be just the base of the food chain for so many species, especially um, the ghost white sea bass. So, uh, you know, one of those weird little uh, benefits that you don't really think of. Well, I'm glad to hear it because we need all the benefits we can get out there to keep our fisheries strong, no doubt about that. And you have been living the life down there where some of the best fishing in the world has been taking place. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, and, and definitely bluefin tuna love squid, although the, this particular species of market squid are mostly in closer to shore than the bluefin tuna. Uh, believe me, when the bluefin tuna sees a market squid, he eats it. But uh, usually they're out in a little deeper water eating or eating a bigger species of squid. Another thing that literally just rolled across, you know, the uh, the UPI desk, so to speak, uh, as they used to say, as Walter Cronkite used to say, <laughs> um, the state of Hawaii has banned all shark fishing. Why? That is just stunning. Why would they ban all shark fishing? Well, shark, now it should be said that sharks don't reproduce like fish. They don't lay, you know, billions of eggs out there everywhere. They have live litters of it, and they actually call them pups. Pups, yeah. Uh, and so they're they're kind of, uh, not even kind of, they're very vulnerable to commercial overfishing. And so they just, you know, threw a blanket over it and said, leave them sharks alone. And, um, and, you know, in Hawaii, they can do what they want. It's their state. Um, I would be not in the least surprised if SEP, and I'm calling it your state of California, because they're in Sacramento up near you. Um, I would not be a bit surprised if California, basically as quickly as they can figure out how to write the laws, does the same thing. Now, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they do it too. That's just the way it works, you know. They they just slowly take things away from us so that we have nothing in a few hundred years. But we'll see what they do with it. We try our best to keep the fisheries going, and others are trying their best to stop us from enjoying the great outdoors. I don't get it sometimes, but I guess I don't have to. I'm just glad you're in good shape, Tuna, because you sound absolutely great. You're excited, and you're sharing solid information. I mean, that's exactly what we love to hear here on the show, and I know the listeners like it, too. Well, my doctor put me on steroids, so it must be that. Well, hopefully they got you on everything you need because you do sound good. You sound very, very well right now. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't come to the show. I missed you at the show, and I'm glad you're doing much better now so you'll be around for next year's show. Exactly. Exactly. I really missed it. I missed seeing everybody. Um, and there, there's so many awesome things about that Sacramento ISE show. 
Um, yeah, um, my regrets. I missed it. Um, there will be an interesting new show for those in SoCal on the weekend of February 18, 19, and 20. The Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show will be in the Orange County Fairgrounds in Costa Mesa and a little bit more focused than, than most of the sportsman shows out there. It's pretty much going to be 99.9% saltwater fishing. I'm not even sure Kent Brown would be allowed in the building. I'm, I figured everything down there was saltwater fishing, but I know they got some great ponds down there for trout fishing. I know they got a lot of great bass waters too. Yep. So, um, I will be there at that show. So if you're in Southern California on that weekend of the February 18th through 20, um, come on by. What kind of things are they going to be doing and showing down there? Well, it'll be like, you know, it'll be like, any sportsman show, there'll be seminars, there'll be boats for sale. Oh, Kent will like that. Even if he, even if he, Kent just likes watching people buy boats. Um, there'll be boats for sale, there'll be tackle for sale, there'll be all the major manufacturers will be showing. I, I'm assuming that Pure Fishing will be there just with the saltwater products. You know, so none of the trout stuff, none of the bass stuff, just saltwater. That's what this show is. And, um, I mean, it's no big secret that's my favorite. I love all fishing. But you know what? I mean, that's what I grew up with. That's what I, you know, made my bones with. So it's going to be just I, – and I need to be liberated from the house. Boy, you're not kidding me. When we were sick, we couldn't wait to get out. Nowadays, we just find any reason to take the dog and go for a drive, as a matter of fact, just to get out and get away from it all. This cooped up, I've had about enough of it. If I see another mask and I just bought 50 more, uh, I'm fed up with these. But that's just me. Everybody do what you can to uh, make sure we don't get any more people sick and have lose some more friends like we've lost many of due to COVID this year. Steve, yeah. thanks for checking in with us. Thanks for being healthy. And not only will we see you at the ISE next year, I'm sure we'll see you long before that. And thank you again for all your great contributions to the show over the years. And now into our 26th year on the air, oh, folks. My. Yeah, does that make you feel old, dude? Ouch, it, ouch, Yes. Ouch. Senior Tuna, Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing University, sharing once again great saltwater info for you. Tuna, thanks much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Seth. Hey, it's about time for Get a Clue in Maryland. She ought to get in here, don't you think? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Well, winter isn't over yet, but temperatures are changing and days are definitely getting longer. So, get ready. Now's the time to evaluate rods, reels, and tackle. Clean rods and load with new line. The stuff from last year? Mm-mm, totally unacceptable. Reels need to be cleaned and lubed or taken in for repairs if needed. Organize tackle boxes and put your stuff in designated spaces. Buy what you need if you didn't already get it at the ISE show. So when it starts, you'll be ready. 
Another thing, get your fishing license so you're not running around the night before, or worse yet, arriving at the water without it. That's dumb. Hey, it's time to get your act together. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, Pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard west of Watt. 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, Seth. Morning, Ken. How you guys doing? We are doing well, and Mr. Brown is stepping up to the mic. We're good. Guy, you just uh, got back from the SHOT Show, and uh, we talked about this a little disappointing and a little exciting at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really disappointing. All the big guys. Now, let's tell them real quick what the SHOT Show is. Give them kind of an overview. Okay, SHOT Show is a convention in Las Vegas that lasts a week long. It is for retail sales and distributors to get together and look at all new product and product for the next year so we can kind of get an idea of what, what we're going to do and where the market's heading. And what did you discover when you got there? Uh, 
I discovered nothing but bad news. <laughs> it looks like, according to most of the animal manufacturers, this ammo shortage is going to go on for at least another year, they believe, and carry us into 2023. And I was talking to several of my uh, waterfowl guys that better start placing orders early to get enough stock for the season this next year. So I've already started placing orders, get deliveries hopefully throughout the year. So when duck season comes, we'll have enough loads here to supply everybody and we can have a good duck season again. Guns, on the other hand, the same way a lot of the big boys didn't show down there. It was real tough to talk to anybody and find out what gun delivery is going to look like on Governments such as Kimber and Sig and that, they weren't there, couldn't talk yeah, to them. I, I got a report that showed that Ruger didn't show up, one of the most popular gun companies out there. Colt didn't show, and several others didn't show up, too. Yeah, Ruger, Colt, Winchester, uh, no, Winchester, Ruger, Colt, Remington, Sig, uh, Kimber, or a couple others that didn't show. And it was really disappointing show. It, it wasn't as many people. It made it easier to get around and talk to people and, you know, look for new stuff. But there wasn't much there to look at. Yeah, one, of the, get, one of the reviews that I read on it was the disappointment that everybody had that there wasn't a lot of new product coming out. No new guns coming out. No new accessories coming out. But then they referenced, remember, it's COVID. We shut down our plants. We were closed here. We laid off people. Now we're trying to hire them back. All of them don't want to come back. We don't want to get sick at the shows because our job is selling products. So That's true. And I did, it, the COVID did take a big part of it. Matter of fact, I know six people that came home with COVID from SHOT Show. I got calls on, hey, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, man, luckily I didn't get it. Dad didn't get it, so we're good. Well, the disappointing but, thing is the ammo looks like it's going to be dragging for another full year before they get rolling on that. And then not a lot of new items coming out, no new guns. And certainly that's very disappointing for California because even if they do come out with a new one that everybody goes, oh, man, I'd like to have that, California is, doesn't have it on the approved list, do they? That's right. Not on pistols. But I did get something that I think a lot of people are going to like. <clears throat> We're going to bring Desert Tech into the store, which is a high-end uh, military-style rifle that's bolt-action. But they also put a semi-auto out that is cow-legal and it just came out. That was one of the new new things for the show this year. And I did get an order of them in, and hopefully that's going to go someplace. We also brought in the Manus system for target training. With the problem with ammo, you can target train and practice without ammo and get your scores. Well, that's a nice little trick. Yeah, that's going to work nice. I'm going to try one they're doing to the store this next week. So I got a demo model I'm going to try out here and call, see how it works. Call me. I want to play with it, too. <laughs> I'll give you a call when it comes in. We'll go play. <laughs> uh, I would appreciate it. What else did you see down there? Anything exciting that you knew you had to have in the shop? Not really. It was really kind of, we did get some new uh, heavy-duty bipods. Those seem to be a real request these days is a good heavy-duty tripod, not these cheap ones like we're all used to buying, you know, three times, and then we get thrown away, we go buy a new one. Exactly. We got some really good ones. They're gonna, um, the price range is going to be about four or $500 for them, but, boy, they are nice, and they got nice uh, 
devil heads and stuff on them for shooting off of or putting spotting scopes on. Well, I got to tell you a quick story. I was out pig hunting with Bill Carr, the old editor of Western Outdoor News, down in the uh, Pig City area, down around uh, way down into Central California, and uh, went out there to have a great little hunt and uh, headed. I got I forgot the story I was going to tell you already. Don't don't even get in. What was that, Mike? Yeah. So I, I grabbed, I had a bipod at the time, two legs. And I, mm-hmm. and the guy goes, all right, this pig's up at the top of the hill. I'm going to crest over here and it should push him right out in front of you. And he scared him a little early. We had to run up and chase it a little bit. I got up to the top of the hill, set up my bipod, laid the gun on it. I'm out of breath. I'm shaking. I'm waiting for my heart to slow down. I'm on this pig and this, these sticks are just shaking. I finally threw the sticks to the side, took a deep breath. Laid it on him and dropped him right through the heart. Yep. <laughs> You've got to have stable sticks in those conditions. When you've been putting out a lot of effort and a lot of energy, you're going to be shaking. The animals are going to be running. You need to have solid, stable stuff. And how I shot that pig through the heart, I can tell you 100% luck. And always I, luck. Sometimes it's just because you do a lot of shooting. No, I I acted like I did it every day when I dropped that one. Don't even worry about it. I took that to the moon. Travis Morgan, the guy that runs all the fish, Fisherman's Warehouse, I don't think so. He runs guns, fishing, and other stuff right there in Vacaville and in Dublin. A great place to stop. Great place to get what you need. And I want to thank you for the great deal. Selling me a few hundred rounds and nine millimeter out of there. They've got ammo in stock for most of all the stuff you need out there, but there are holes. There's no question about it. It's a good thing duck season came to an end. They're going to quit asking about waterfowl. Yep, that's for sure. And I'm, like I said, I'm already starting to order, get the orders in for building up for next season. Well, that's the way it works. Travis, what else you got to share? That's about it. Come down to the stores and take a look. You know, like I said, we are getting new product in all the time. I did make a big order of uh, stag knives while I was down there. Those should be here in a week or so, and I got some. They got a couple new versions that look pretty cool. So them knife collectors, you know, like me. Well, Travis, I want to thank you for sharing with our listeners and for letting us know what went on down in the shot show. A little different than we had here at Cal Expo for the ISE. I think the attendance in lieu of everything that was going on was very good, and I know many, many of the exhibitors were happy with what went down. And we had our share of no-shows, too, for it. Yeah, it was a nice show at the ISE. I was able to attend there on Sunday and had a great time, looked for an elk trip, and I think I found me one. There you go. I I passed the tickets off to him. He was going to breakfast and then spend all day at the show. I got to the show, never even saw him there, but I know he was there. Travis, thanks for hooking up with us today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. All right, you guys have a great week, and I'll see you next week. You got it. It was a great segue. It was smooth. Yeah, it was pretty smooth. My so board. Want to try up, that again? Yeah, my board. Off. He's, he's trying to figure again. out the computer right now again. He mm-hmm. calls me and says, uh, "Hey, we got the clothes. Don't forget." Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we're trying to. You want to run that again? No, let's not run it again. Let's just watch him. He's sitting there boiling in water right now. Oh, I man. Like this. You know, we had some good. some of that lobster seasoning. Probably wouldn't hurt. We don't know where it went. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll find it eventually. It's pretty good. I'm not too concerned about not it. So bad. So well, bad. you see, and he probably can't take off and dump us right now. We have to keep on talking and rolling while he's finding us. <laughs> you know what, our next, let's try it again. Hey, there he was, live oh, on the air. Here we go. These new guys, you know. Yeah.
their stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Bay Golly, you got it. Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns Fishing and other stuff and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, Mr. Brown, we made it through that. Yeah, that was a little awkward, wasn't it? It sure was. And, you know, we did not have the opportunity like we always do at the end of the ISC show. We get together, we shake hands and said, well, that's yeah. done. You what? <laughs> you know why we didn't have that opportunity? Yeah, I kind of bailed out early on Sunday. <laughs> you left early. <laughs> yeah, well, these things happen occasionally. Well, you know what? I, I got out of there actually pretty quick. I... I uh, about the time the show closed, I was backing up to the door, and Mark Blanton threw a uh, threw a boat on the back of my pickup. And I that's drug what it happens when you leave fishing. the hitch on your truck. I know, yeah, you gotta leave your hitch at home. But anyway, we drug a drug some boats home. But it was a uh, you know, it wasn't the old ISC show, and and we all understand that. And the last ISC show we were at, Sep, that we'd never heard of of Corona. You know, we'd never heard of Except uh, for the Mexican the, beer, right? Yeah, I mean, we might have drank one, but we didn't. We'd never heard of it, and. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we lost a year and, uh, and a lot of friends and a lot of friends and, and, uh, and, and we came back this year and, and of course there were some missing booths and there were some folks not there. Hey, um, a lot of people that had committed to it didn't want to show up because right. they didn't want to get COVID. Right. A lot of people didn't want to do follow along with the rules and regulations, right. whether they were visitors to the show or exhibitors. And those were, show. those were all rules that, you know, Hey, those are the same rules they're going to have at the PBR tonight at, uh, at, you know, the this, Golden One Center the and King's the home game show and that's going to be at Cal week. Expo yeah. next week. The state of California forces all of those regulations right. on people using it on state properties. That's yeah. just the way but, it But you works. know, it was a good show. We had great seminars in the, in the demo tank and great bunch uh, the of the attendance in seminars was amazing really good you yeah. would think that the numbers would have dropped off significantly but they probably weren't 20 25 percent down and it gave people an opportunity to really communicate with the presenters exactly right and, and uh and saw some great things you know we sold some boats and uh i know they you know they sold definitely sold some tackle i talked to some folks guides that, our guys guides were, were booking trips, trips. Yeah, uh, I'll talk out of school for a minute. Jay Lopes had eight trips booked in the first hour of the show. Yeah, I had a I had a friend. Uh, they they wanted to do Alaska, and it was just very simple. I want to go to Alaska. Took him over to Captain Steve and and hooked him up to you know do an Alaska trip. And um, so that's you know, what there the, were folks that's what the ISC show is all about: finding yeah. those places you want to go, seeing the type of people, talking to the owners. Do I want to spend a week with this jerk? Or do I want to spend the <laughs> week with this yeah. great guy over here? Yeah, that's how you determine these things. It well, was we saw a lot of re- saw a lot of really cool product like Lawrence and you know uh, the new 360 and everything that's going on there with the uh, with their product line. I'm not accidentally wearing this Lawrence hat today. You're not. I'll be no, darned. No. That's a, that was a good call. And, Lawrence takes and good care of us all. I did here. spend a little bit of time, Sep, actually uh, sitting in the new Toyota Tundra. Uh, because that was a chance for the sportsmen to actually see the the tundra for the first time, and and uh, my uh, my GMC is retiring from show business, and uh, and I do have one of the 2022 tundras on its way. I just don't know where it is right now. Yeah, it's probably kind of like guns and boats these days. You know, it's coming. <laughs> hey, they probably sold it. It's coming now. So it's a. But I do have a, a new 2022 tundra coming, and uh, looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's uh, bring in one of our guests that we spent some time with this last week. Joining us right now is the Director of Communications for the International Sportsman's Expositions, Mr. John Kirk, joins us live. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, guy. You know, you guys did a phenomenal job 
putting together the show under the circumstances that you had with minimum crew pulling everything together during the toughest of times, the people that attended the show were pleased. Well, thank you. And uh, once again, thank you guys for making great seminars and making the the best features of the show as always. uh, One side of the building was a little better than the other. Yeah, you're right. The freshwater side, the (laughs) The, cold water stuff was really good. The the bass tank stuff was definitely the highlight. But go ahead, John. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you you guys have said it all. I mean, it was tough. We had all sorts of rules. Uh, I, I apologize to the folks who came to the show and perhaps went into the mezzanines and the A and B halls. We, uh, you know, some people canceled prior to the show and they let us know, but probably about 20 or 25 exhibitors didn't bother to tell us that they weren't going to come. And so we were kind of caught off guard and we should have condensed the show and made it look uh, fancier than it did. And we really apologize for those folks canceling, but we didn't have any control over that. I think the main floors and the hunting halls were pretty good. And then you guys know the other hall, the pavilion, was fantastic. Um, But it was challenging. And I think had we not been able to pull together a show this year and work hard on it, you know, we may not have been back. And and I think uh, you guys kept saying, hey, people want the show and we want to produce it. And uh, that was proven at the show itself. Kent and I did an introduction for our first seminars there. And I said, how many of you guys are just absolutely gung-ho, and that's the reason you're here? And I think everybody raised their hand and cheered at the same time. They needed the show. Two years of being cooped up with nothing to do and explore. Here's This is like the candy store was opening. Well, and that, you know, you got to come back because otherwise people find things to do. And uh, as you guys know, we love doing the show. Sacramento's an amazing show for us. And we promise to do better next year. Hopefully we'll be past all this crap. Uh, No new variant will show up and we'll have the show that people expect and want and the one that we truly want to produce for them. Well, I called it an abbreviated show, and I I don't think there's any reason to apologize for anything. We had sufficient people there to put together a great show with exhibitors. The all the information was there. I never left the pavilion. I, did you, Kent? Did no. you get out except to run over to the office? Yeah, maybe I, for I didn't get into any of the other buildings at all. But I think Which I know people think that's crazy. You know, oh, you were there for five days. You must see the whole show. I, they don't know. I, I never got out of that building. They you know? don't know what we go through running around and right. talking with everybody. Right. It, it's it was it was as good as it could possibly be under the circumstances. And you guys are to be complimented for bringing it to this market and allowing us to go out and play for a great, you know, four days at the show. It is. And, you know, Seth, the one thing that we have to we we have to consider is, uh, you know, if you sell boats or fish and tackle or guided trips or, or you just enjoy the outdoors and it's part of your makeup and what you do, uh, we're gonna, we're not going to sell near as much stuff if they turn that into the golf expo or a craft fair, either one. Yeah, or another wedding you show. You know what I mean? So we, we need that show every year um, as a show of support for the people – within california that still enjoy the outdoors absolutely and as these younger generations are coming up and into it they need to understand and to 
be able to share in all of the wonderful things yep. that they can do outdoors, not just some restricted things. You notice thing. all the high school anglers in their jerseys Holy Toledo. Show, right? Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, they were bunching up on there. Well, John, uh, I know you're planning already for next year, but you got a couple of shows you've got to do next. No, not next month. In March, you got Salt Lake City coming up, and you've also and Denver, the big Denver show too. Yeah, we had to uh, we had to move Denver, which was the first week of January, to uh, later in the year, and the first spot we could get was in uh, March, right after the Salt Lake show. And I just put together my list of things to do for those shows. Been so focused on on Sacramento that uh, scared myself half to death yesterday, looking at all the bulleted points of major projects that I have to do. And I know that everybody it's else because he doesn't have, have us in Denver and, Sa- and Salt Lake. So. No, but he's using that friend of ours, Jared. <laughs> I'm sure to death. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, you have to work with the great people, and uh, it makes it easier. And for me, it makes it more personal and more fun. And you guys always, uh, just like Jared does and other a couple other friends, you guys always force us to raise the bar and do the best we can. You don't let us slip, and that's absolutely essential because you know your customers, you know your listeners, uh, and and. And we want to make them happy just like we want to make you happy. And it's an honor and a privilege and uh, can't wait to do better next time. Well, I think the audience that attended this year is ready and willing to show up for next year. And I'm sure all those people that uh, had problems with it or didn't want to come out or potentially expose themselves or wear the gear that were required, the masks and all that or the testing, I'm sure they'll be there for us next year for certain. It's too much interest, it's too much fun, and it's all about the outdoors. John, thanks for hooking up with us, and thanks for bringing another great show to Sacramento. Thanks, guys, for all you do. Uh, We really couldn't do it without you. We love you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Wow, lot going on. I got Hurley and Randy. I got Live in the Blind, and I got Dave Hurley here. I'm going to go to Randy because real quick, and then I'll get to Dave. Let's check in live with Randy Pringle, live in the blind down around Los Banos right now. Let's see how the duck hunting's been. Well, Mr. Pringle? We got nine, and uh, we're sitting there having a good time. Uh, Peter just hit another one, and the dog goes, where the heck did that one fall? Peter walked about, oh, 10 feet out, and then the dog went, oh, that way. Then the dog went over there. (laughs) And uh, when you asked a question earlier, one of the things that uh, works out well is less decoys, making sure you're covered, not moving a lot, because these birds have seen a lot. Late season. Yeah. They know what a blind looks oh, Peter, like. Peter's got the, the dog just brought the, the duck to Peter, and he goes, who's the best dog? Hey, Peter's <laughs> like got a, he's got the duck in his mouth. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a great shoot out there, Randy. And uh, how many misses did you have along the way? You know, we, uh, we've we got what we call burned a lot this morning because you're sitting looking one way and you're calling ducks, and all of a sudden when your partner, you tell your partner, hey, there's two birds coming, and all of a sudden coming the other way, they fly over your head the other way, and you're like, oh, shoot, where'd they come from? <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you just get burned. Uh, misses, actually, um, we haven't had any misses. You know, you know, went to the plug a couple times, but we still knocked the bird down. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a great shoot out there. I'm glad you had a wonderful season and uh, time to put them it's away really here. Good. Time to put it all away, Randy. It's getting right there. You know, we'll hunt for the last couple of days and then that's it. And then you got the youth hunt, which I hope everybody gets their takes their kids out. And um, then we got the uh, then we got the uh, 
the military hunt where the veteran hunt. Is and there a I late, wish everybody the safest. Is there going to be a late season late goose hunt this year? Yeah. yeah, there's a late goose season. Yeah, there too. will be. So. Excellent, excellent. Yep. All right, well, get your head back down, tuck in there, and I'll scoot on over and talk to our buddy Dave Hurley right now. Well, you go say hi to Dave Hurley. And we'll talk sooner. You got it, partner. Sure, Thanks right. a lot. Let's bring him up right now, the editor of Western Outdoor News, our good friend Dave Hurley, to give us an idea of what opportunities he'd be sending you to. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I, I love that conversation you had earlier on uh, different ways to catch stripers, and I think that's something that we should uh, pick up again because I think that the uh, uh, it's a, there's a lot lot involved in that conversation. I think the best fishermen can do do it all. Yes, they and can, and uh, it's it's nice hearing it from the perspective of all the guys that have shared information with us over the years. I mean, we got solid guys, Graver, Alan Fong, and other striper anglers that are just superb at what they do. And, folks, you know, the stripers are smaller than they used to be. You used to go out there and you catch eight, nine, ten pounders pretty easily. Now they're more, a little bit more rare and the average fish is running four and a half or five pounds. But I want to remind everybody, a four and a half, five pound striper is like catching about a 15 pound trout. You're going to have your hands full. Dave, what kind of suggestions yeah. have you got for them that they should be up to well, right real now? Real quick. Lake Comanche has been probably the top spot. We got people coming from all over the state. Uh, the guides have been heading down there. I know the guys that normally fish Comanche can't wait for Berryessa to take off and Pardee to open up to kind of relieve some of that pressure because we got uh, 18 to 20 boats just packing into the narrows because the bite's been good. They've been planting a lot there. Um, that's been pretty much the hot spot. A lot of guys are still pushing that kokanee window, and we had some kokanee to 14 inches come out of Shaver Lake this last week. And, you know, Bullard's Bar, Whiskey Town, and there's some other lakes that people are fishing kokanee right now, but they're not talking about it. Yeah, they're catching Coffee probably is, next year's fish. They're catching next year's fish, and that's one of the reasons they're not talking about it. Because <laughs> they don't want people to go catch those 10-inch fish. You know, they just want to wait. Uh, uh, Salt Springs opens up next week for crappie on the 1st. That's kind of a really interesting little unique lake in the Calaveras County. And I think you're going to see a lot more crappie fishermen coming out as this weather breaks out. Uh Clear Lake apparently has been better than it has been reported. Uh, Barry S is kicking out crappie, so is Maloney, so, and Lake Tullet too. So there's a lot going on out there. Obviously. Now that you're feeling much better, where are you going to be heading next? You know, Sap, it's going to be funny. You won't believe this, but I think I'm going to go to Temescal today, uh, just to stay someplace local because they've been planting the heck out of these go, these lakes and uh, there's been, they, they brought a, a lightning trout to 11 pounds out of there last week. So I like sitting down watching the water, and I think maybe that's where I'm going to head out this afternoon just you know, for something to do. You know, I spent time at Tamascal, too. That was our hideout from high school. I grew up over in Concord. So <laughs> we would go out there, and we'd hang out at Tamascal. It had a floating platform out there. We'd swim out to it. We'd even fish off of it because you could catch little four- to six-inch trout out there. But uh, th times have changed, and there's a lot more action available there now. And there's other places that are just as much fun. San Pablo Reservoir, the the great one over there in Antioch, which is not popping into my mind right now. Contraloma. Thank you very much. Contraloma, Contra yeah. where I used to just walk the muddy shoreline catching trout after trout using that Shasta fly, the marshmallow with a salmon egg on it. My goodness, times have changed, haven't they? Yeah, it's fun to do some of these things every once in a while to bring us back to where we started in this whole thing. Well, know? 
and talking about where we started, this is where we end. We're at the end of the show today. Thanks, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Appreciate Outdoor it. News, always sharing great opportunities with us. We appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Take care. All right. Uh, good to see Mike Gravert in studio. With yeah, us. it is. It's uh, nice at Tennessee to let him go for a while. Exactly He's going right. to be out here for a few more days. His cell phone number is still the same if anybody wants to give him a shout and talk to him and let him know that they miss you. And I know you said how many seconds I got left, but I wasn't listening. What's it looking like in there? The music's going to start oh, playing right now. Oh, that would right be now. the music. <laughs> well, Graver, thank you for coming down, sharing with our listeners. It's a pleasure having you back here, and I hope you will join us back in here again next week. We'll find something for you to talk about, that's for sure. Mr. Brown, and in the control room, Jay and Marilyn, thanks for everything you do to make us sound good, and thank you for listening. Till next week, tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.